This is Brother John Metter, and I greet you in the precious name of Jesus, and I pray everyone's doing well today. We're looking for God to give us a great stirring word and a moving of the Holy Ghost in the broadcast today, and I just wanted to give you an update. You know, uh, I know I've related here on the broadcast that we've started home prayer meetings, and uh, we're being very successful in what God's doing. Uh, by the time this broadcast airs, we will have had a baptism at the creek right below the church in LJ and probably baptized. Uh, we don't know how many, but there are anywhere from two to ten or twelve, we're not sure, that want to be baptized. So, uh, by the time you hear this, we will have baptized, uh, several souls and added them into the work of the Lord. So we're excited about that, and we're seeing God move. And right now we're looking for an open door uh, in the uh, Calhoun Ranger, Georgia area. And we're looking for people that are hungry for God. I'm not looking for people that just want to argue doctrine. I'm looking for people that are hungry for God because God truly is doing a new thing. And I want to go right to the book of Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, and the 18th to the 21st verse. In verse 18, he said, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. And the Lord has been dealing us with uh, for a long time now about a new thing happening in the earth and about a new move and a new working of the Spirit of God. I know many times I relate to our website, which is mansentfromgod.org. And on there you can find uh, videos and prophecies and teaching. But on this uh, website, you can find a uh, video. It's of a prophecy from September the 4th, 2016. And when the Lord started speaking in that prophecy, the very first words the Lord spoke was, I change the course of man in the earth. There is a working of the Spirit of God to change the course of man in the earth and to get man to do things different than what he's doing in his relationship, in his prayer, in his worship unto the Lord. You know, I touched on it last week, that I think it was back in around 2010 or 2012, somewhere in that area that the Lord put it in my spirit. He said, you do not serve me at church. You worship me at church, but you serve me in your home. And I know last week I really iterated for people to return back to getting an atmosphere of God in their home, to getting the spirit of prayer back into their home and creating an atmosphere of serving God in the home. So many homes today are broken, so much pressure, so many things the government has stepped in and facilitated the destruction of the home. And if they do that, they know 
that they could uh, get people under bondage and keep them dependent upon the government. We need the family unit back intact. A good friend of mine that's going to be with the Lord now uh, had a vision several years ago, maybe a dream. I can't remember what she said, but she said, I, I felt such a great worship and such a praise and a presence of the Spirit of God. And in the dream, she said, I looked and it was in a church. She said, and the family, a mother and a father uh, and two or three kids were there sitting side by side, and they were worshiping God. And she said the Lord dealt with her that the family would have to be put back in order and the family structure rebuilt in our society for God to bring his will to pass. She said, Brother Metter, this could take years. Not necessarily but it will be an act of God. You know, everybody's looking around, and I touch on these things from time to time, but everybody's looking around and want to know what's happened to our nation, what's happened to the family, what's happened to the church. Why are we in such a generation of demonic acts, of debauchery, of, of all the things that are going on, of the hate that's happening in our society it's because the enemy has crept in and a generation is being turned from serving God. We've got to go back to serving God. This has got to be put back in our homes. We've got to go back to simple, basic, clean, moral, righteous uh, living. Uh, our nation is falling apart. And if you don't believe it, just take a look at our government and what's happening Right now, I've never seen the, uh, uh, I don't even know the word for it, the people struggling to stay in power in the way they will attack and rip and the way they will uh, destroy people's lives just to regain and stay in power. These things did not used to be like this. I know that we had, uh, you always have evil people, but it seems like what Jesus said when he said, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. And you see it everywhere you turn. There's a spirit of greed and there's a spirit of political power that has taken this nation over. And every time I hear about uh, things that uh, our president is trying to do and how he's making different trade deals and different uh things here and he's refusing to go along with the world on different things and it just goes to show me that people are blinded and people in our government the Lord told me years ago probably 2010 he said that the politicians had sold this nation out for millions and millions and millions of dollars to line their pockets and you can see it children our, our government is no longer of the people for the people and by the people, but I believe there's a working of the Spirit of God to restore the presence of God back to the home, and if people will begin to pray and seek the face of God, I believe God is going to stand up in this nation because the first thing we need is a act of God in our nation. 
We need a spirit of God to come and bring revival and bring deliverance and restore conviction and repentance back to the heart of man. You know, repentance does not come because somebody goes down to the front of the church and accepts Christ and shakes somebody's hand and sets up on an appointment for baptism. Repentance comes when the Holy Ghost smites your heart and brings godly sorrow. The Bible plainly tells you that godly sorrow worketh repentance. And we've got to get away from all this form. We've got to get away uh, from all the things going on in our churches. I think it's in the book of Ephesians. I'd have to look it up. But I believe Paul wrote, he said, that the time will come when men shall not endure sound doctrine, but with itching ears shall they heap to themselves teachers, or they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they will be turned to fables. And this is what is going on. Preachers are preaching a compromising gospel. They're preaching a gospel that makes people feel good, uh, that makes them feel safe, that makes them feel good about what is going on. It is a compromising, seducing spirit that has caused people to become at ease in Zion. And one of the prophets screamed out and said, Woe be unto those that are at ease in Zion and truly People today are at ease in Zion. The spirit of prayer is no longer the home, the atmosphere to serve God and keep godly things before our eyes is no longer in the home. And the spirit of prayer has left the church and preachers are compromising for <coughs> excuse me, are compromising for big salaries and benefits. You, uh, you know, when I started out preaching, a preacher lived off of love offerings and of what people gave them and helped them with in the offering and how people brought them things to help sustain their needs. And that is still the way that I operate. But now, if you're a minister and you go to college and you get a a degree in divinity and theology and different things and uh, you contact a church and they negotiate a pastoralship or a ministry with you just like you're negotiating a job. I refuse to be a hireling. I refuse to know that I've got a certain salary coming in every week. And no matter how much effort I put in the service or how much of a burden I've got for the souls of men, I'm going to draw that salary. To me, that is all kind of wrong. I know that ministers... Needs need to be met, but I believe if you walk up right before God and you do what the apostles said in Acts chapter 6 and verse 4 when they said we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word, I believe God will meet the needs. You may not live in the lap of luxury and you may not have a lot of possessions, but God has made us a promise that He will provide all of our need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 
And I believe it's time for preachers to go back to prayer and seek in God and get a burden for the souls of men, get a burden for their church and come in the church and preach with conviction, preach with a fire burning in their spirit and start seeking God for a new thing to happen. We need something new to happen in our churches. We need something new to happen in our souls and our hearts and our minds. And we have let too many things of this natural carnal mind distract us and keep us uh, distracted and keep our minds and our hearts caught up in the world and keep us focused on the wrong thing. And it's time to return back to God and seek in His face. Get the spirit of intercessory prayer and conviction back in the hearts of people when they go into the house of God. You know, uh, I had a man tell me a story years uh, and years and years ago, this was back in the 90s, the, probably the early 90s, uh, when I was still evangelizing. And I, I did have to work some every now and then as, uh, until I got in full-time evangelism. And, and if I wasn't on the field, then I would pick up a little work here and there to help sustain us and tide us over. And I don't see nothing wrong with that. You know, it says Paul labored as a tent maker with Aquila and Priscilla, and he abode with them because he was of the same craft. And I was doing some work for a man. I think it was some plumbing work. He was doing some remodeling on his house, and I got to talking to him about the Lord, and he lived on a road that was a big uh, shaped circle like a horseshoe type thing. And it started and it made this long, huge circle, five or six miles long, if I remember right. And he said he was raised on that road. And he said about an hour, maybe an hour and a half before sundown, he said when they went to church, he said they would go in a horse-drawn wagon and somebody would start out it went into that road, and he said they would pick people up, and he said people would begin to sing and pray and call on the name of the Lord, and he said there would be several wagons at different parts, different places go down that road. And he said by the time they got to the church, he said people were magnifying and praising God. And he said the men would go in the woods in warm weather on one side of the church. The women would go on another in cold weather. The men would gather on one side of the church and the women on the other. And they would pray until the power came down and saturate them in the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm not talking about Pentecostal holiness churches. I'm talking about denominal churches. People used to pray and seek the face of God and call on the name of the Lord for the Spirit of God to come in and visit them in their services. And he said as long as they stayed in that little country church and prayed and sought the face of God, he said that Spirit stayed so powerful and prevailed in every service. He said, but then, he said, they built a church closer to town and it had more conveniences and was a little more uptown. And he said, it seems like they lost that spirit. My mother was born in 1924. She is now 
now fixing to be 94 years old if God allows her God, to live to December. And I thank God for His mercy. God. But she told me back in the 30s God, when she was a young girl, maybe God, mid to late 30s, she said that God, she would go God, to church to hear God, her granddaddy preach, which is my great-granddaddy. God. He was a circuit rider Methodist preacher, rode a horse God, to a different church every week on a circuit. God. They only had church like once every four or five weeks at these churches God, because they didn't have enough ministers in those days to go around. God. But she said many times she's gone to church or gone God, to what we would refer to as a brush arbor meeting God, and said that people would sing and shout and praise God. God. And the preacher would preach with a power of conviction until midnight or one o'clock in the morning night. And they would load these kids up in a wagon and these people up in a wagon many times. Uh, the kids had gone to sleep on a blanket in the sawdust or in the dirt uh, in that brush arbor meeting. Uh, but she said, I have seen the power of God fall. Uh, and I've seen the women shout and praise God and shout uh, what people used to refer to as the rats or the big hair clips uh, in women hair said they would shout them out uh, shake their hair down and the power of God was so strong uh, and so prevalent until uh, their hair would pop like whips as the power of God hit them and shake their whole body uh, and what I'm asking to you today where is uh, a generation that's hungry for God where is uh, a generation that wants to pray uh, and seek the face of God until uh, a new thing comes in We've got so comfortable and so satisfied and so sanctified and self-righteous and so cynical and so full of judgment, so hard-hearted and wicked to we're turning folks away from a true and living God by our hardness and by the judgmental nature that's gotten a hold of us. We need a visitation of the Spirit of God. We need an act of the Holy Ghost, the only thing that's going to turn this nation around uh, is a visitation of the Spirit of God uh, and what Paul wrote in Romans 12 and 2 uh, and when he said uh, <laughs> let's just start uh, with verse 1 I beseech ye by the mercies of God uh, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice uh, which is holy uh, and acceptable unto him which is uh, your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by uh, the renewing of your mind uh, that ye may prove what is that good and perfect uh, and accept the will of God uh, Paul talked about a people not conformed uh, not fashioned like this world I'm not talking uh, about your outward dress I'm talking about your actions uh, I'm talking about your speech I'm talking about uh, the thoughts and the wickedness of your heart uh, be not conformed to this world. Don't be full of anger, division, uh, confusion. Don't be full of bickering and backbiting. Uh, but be renewed. Uh, 
in the spirit of your mind be renewed uh, in the spirit of your mind as he said uh, in Philippians 2 and 5 let this mind uh, be in you which was also uh, in Christ Jesus uh, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery uh, to be equal with God the mind uh, that was in Christ Jesus was uh, the mind that he thought it not robbery uh, to be equal with God. And then if you go on over to Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the twentieth verse, Paul said this. He said, but ye have not so learned Christ. You know, people say they get saved. They say they get the Holy Ghost, which is supposed to be the Spirit of the resurrected Christ, but you never see the fruit of the Spirit. Don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost because you can speak in tongues, you tell me uh, you've got the spirit of the resurrected Christ because uh, your nature is changing uh, and you are putting on meekness, love, gentleness. Uh, you are putting on the love of God. You are putting on temperance. Uh, you are bringing forth the very nature and the attributes uh, of a resurrected Christ. It is reason in Ephesians 4.20 uh, that Paul said, but ye have not so learned Christ. Uh, Christianity is not something that just comes in you have to be taught how to yield to the Holy Ghost. You have to be taught how to yield to the working of the Spirit and give the members of your body over to righteousness. Have you yielded your members as instruments of unrighteousness? So now yield ye your members as instruments unto righteousness. If so be that ye have heard of Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus that you put off You've got to put it off. You have got to put off concerning the formal conversation or behavior. The old man which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. Titus wrote in Titus 2 and 12 that teaching us to deny godliness and worldly lust. We can live soberly, righteously and godly in this present world. We can do it, Paul said, put off concerning the formal a conversation. That word means behavior. The old man which is corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It is the spirit of your mind where the devil works. It is the spirit. It is the lust. It is the hatred. It is the envy. It is the strife. The division. And the jealousy that works in your mind. Do not evil thoughts come out of your heart or your mind. Does not adore and fornication and sin. Do not all these things develop in the mind. James said when lust, when lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Where is lust conceived? In the heart or the mind. And once that conception is made, nobody just goes out and deliberately sins that lust is conceived. It is conceived. It is conceived in the hearts and minds of people. And once it's conceived... It bringeth forth sin. When that sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. Back to Ephesians 4 and 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man. You put it on. You put it on. You practice Christ's teachings. You practice getting rid of division. You practice getting rid of hatred. 
You practice get rid of all these things that brings division in the church. The spirit of pride, the spirit of envy, the spirit of strife, division and jealousy. These things ought not to be named once among you. Paul said we ought to have the same mind, the same judgment and speak the same thing. And there should be no schism or division in the body of Christ and in the church. And that you put on the new man. You put on the new man. You put on the new man. Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. And let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. When you allow ungodliness and evil thoughts and stuff to enter into your mind. Whether you're doing anything, any actions or deeds in your body, you are giving place to the devil. You are giving place to the enemy. We can see how the devil has come in, divided our government, divided uh, our nation, trying to bring hatred, hatred of others' religion, hatred of race, all these things going on. Let me tell you something. I don't label myself a Democrat or Republican or Independent. I have always prayed about things and I have always voted for the individual that would do the job. I don't care what they call themselves. There's no sense in all this what they call partisan divide. People need to return back to common sense. They need to return back to common sense and prayer and do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. We've got to have a restoration beginning in the home and the church and our government and it's only going to come by prayer and Seeking God, I have many times on this broadcast called for people to come to prayer nightly, and I'm doing it again. It's time to pray and seek the face of God on a nightly or a daily basis. Pray when you can. Get together with people and pray. Come together in a unity to pray. But pray and seek the face of God. Plead for our nation. Plead for God to touch those in authority in the kings of the earth according to First Timothy 2 and 1 through 3, I believe it is that intercession and prayer be made for all nations and that God touch the kings and the rulers and the in authority that we may live a quiet and peaceable life. We need God to turn things around in our nation and it ain't going to come by you saying amen. It's going to come by turning back to prayer. This is Brother Metter, and I see our time is gone again. I tell you, I praise God for the working of His Spirit and the moving of the Holy Ghost. And all I can say, if this broadcast offends you, then that's between you and the Lord. But I see the hand of God wanting to move in this nation. I see the hand of God wanting to bring revival. I see the hand of God wanting to bring people back into a unity of the Spirit and a oneness of heart, mind, uh, bringing together a people in one mind for one accord, one heart, and one purpose. That we will have the same mind, the same judgment, and speak the same thing. If you believe that I am preaching God's Word and I'm doing what's right in the eyes of the Lord, then I want every one of you that believe that right now to sit down and write me and send us an offering. 
to help keep this broadcast on the air, to help this word keep going out. Somewhere somebody's going to hear me. Somewhere somebody is going to believe and go to prayer and start seeking God. It don't start with hundreds of people. There's a saying that said the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So I'm asking you, take that step. Sit down and write me. World, W-O-R-L-D, Revivals, R-E-V-I-V-A-L-S, P-O Box 1618, Conyers, C-O-N-Y-E-R-S, Georgia 30012. Please make your donations to World Revivals. We are a a recognized tax-exempt charitable organization. Send your offering. Send your prayer request. Send what you need for us to pray about. But for God's sake, please, somebody take a step uh, towards supporting this broadcast and then take another step uh, and say, Brother Better, I'm going to prayer with you every night at 8 o'clock. I'm going to prayer with you. Uh, I'm going to seek God for our nation. I'm going to seek God for our president. Uh, I'm going to seek God for our government the leaders. I didn't say you had to like them. I, I said pray for God to change them, to change their heart, to, to change their mind, to change their spirit. To, we need something to happen in this nation that is going to, to lay a foundation for an act of God so that when God begins to move, I, there's not all this upheaval I, in our churches and our government and all these laws now. They can, I, they can I just I seen where they fired a coach for praying I, after a football game all by himself. He just uh, he went out on the field and prayed and gave God thanks privately. Didn't uh, uh, get anybody to pray with him. Just went out there and prayed and they fired him. Uh, there's something wrong with a nation built uh, on the very foundation of freedom of religion. A man can be fired. Uh, it's time for people to take their government back. Uh, it's going to come through prayer and seeking God. Uh, it's going to come through this nation being turned back to God uh, and prayers the only thing that's going to do it. I encourage you to come visit us at the church. <clears throat> the church is located at 90 Garland Drive, Ella J, Georgia. I believe the zip is 30536. Uh, you can look it up on the GPS. We are there at 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We start prayer somewhere between 10 and 10.30, and we do pray until the Spirit moves and gives us leadership for the service. So, we're asking you to stand with us and may God bless you till our next broadcast.